you're listening to Rock Bottom Radio, broadcasting from deep in the turfnet zone. Here's your host, Randy Wilson. Thank you, thank you, and welcome to Rock Bottom Radio, where it's time for our annual news, tips, and analysis for golf course operations insiders. I think you ought to change the title. Why? Are you offended by something in the title? Oh, no, no, it's just that word, analysis. You ever take a good close look at that word? Something about it bothers me. Anyway, I'm R.W. Wilson, and this is a special segment where we concentrate on news, tips, and... Come to think of it, I don't like that news word either. News is depressing. Well, then, here's our first tip. If the news has been bringing you down lately, just turn off the news and play some Christmas music, especially that stuff from your childhood. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Hey, you're right. I feel better already. And now for something completely different. Here's a commercial tip. Don't rebuild greens. Call up your dryjack rep and schedule some dryjack surgery. It's so much better to keep earning money in an unstable economic situation than to go under the knife and risk losing your players to some of the course. In a recent survey... Men were asked where their favorite fantasy location for getting intimate might be. And 75% said the golf course. Exactly what are they referring to? I don't know. Most golf course crews aren't exactly alluring. You reckon they're talking about other golfers? Could be. I've seen some women golfers on the YouTube that... What are y'all yapping about? Oh, Willie's telling everybody about his intimate fantasy on the golf course. Go ahead, Willie, tell us. Yeah, tell us. Uh, I often fantasize I'm shooting a 66 to qualify for the U.S. Open. Oh, well, quit daydreaming and get back to work. You pretty quick for a southern boy. Ludell, one of these days you're going to wake up dead. Back to the news. It's a proven fact that working in golf course operations is dangerous. There's electrocution through lightning and buried wires, long-term exposure to pesticides, operating terrible, unsafe equipment. Ladies' Day tournaments. But there's another danger out there on the golf course that'll get you sooner or later. A golf cart. Well, maybe, but I was talking about the sun. If you work out in the sun, you can get skin cancer, especially on your face. I just had my 75th trip to the dermatologist, where they made me declothe, and then I was tortured. They sprayed my hide with freezing nitrogen, and after that they scraped and poked me until I was ready to confess to anything. Did you reveal classified information? No, no, I told them I faked the moon landing, but that wasn't good enough. Then they cored my face like it was a push-up green, and about the time I thought it was all over and was trying to find my clothes, that doctor stuck needles in me, and that's when she biopsied me. I don't believe I'd have told that one, cousin. Skin cancer happens to a lot of people who work outside. Just ask TurfNet TV personality Kevin Ross. My dad was hard hit by skin cancer. and He had surgery on his face. They took a chunk of skin from his, um, his hip and they sewed it to his nose. Then there's my brother Mike. Like most superintendents, he wore the baseball cap that only protects your eyebrows. One day, a doctor took a cheese grater to the tops of Mike's ears. I asked Mike if the doc explained why, but... Mike couldn't hear him for all the screaming. I guess you should have wore them sunscreens. I'm not real sure the sunscreens work. In fact, I think the one I used was toxic and caused my hair to fall out and uh, and stuff to shrink. The growth regulator does that to me. We just need to cover up more. That's why I am petitioning the golf alphabets to announce an official headwear of the golf course superintendent and the crew. 
The cowboy hat. The cowboy hat. We're going to get called out for appropriating cowboy culture. I'm not appropriating their culture, just their hats. We need to lose the baseball caps and get us some cowboy hats. Or cowgirl hats. Don't forget, there's a lot of women superintendents out there now. Hey, y'all been watching any of that TV golf lately? Are they back on TV? Yep, I was watching that Bryson D. Chandelier. And that boy, he just drifts ever deeper into the weird zone. It's kind of like watching golf mixed with pro wrestling and the latest fashions from Paris. What did Bryson do now? Well, he don't even try to keep a ball in the fairway. He just bashes it 350 yards, and wherever it ends up, he tosses a tantrum and yells for a ruling. Well, what's so unusual about that? Well, the other day, he seen an ant near his golf ball, and he demanded a red ant ruling. I seen that, too. You know what happened, right? Bryson failed to pronounce it properly. If he'd said far ain't, he might have got a ruling. But So I guess now we'll have golfers flipping out when they see ants. There's more to it. In addition to big, scary, communist ants, Bryson is terrified of TV camera operators. He's been ordering his luggage toter to block the camera. You mean his caddy? Maybe he thinks he's being stalked by paparazzi. He's still young. He doesn't realize it's not just sport, it's entertainment. Like roller derby. There will come a time when Bryson will be playing golf and not even the beer cart will notice him and he'll sorely miss the days when folks wanted to get a look at him or get him on camera. I think them spoiled golfers ought to be forced to play a tournament somewhere that make them grateful for playing golf in the U.S. Like where? Syria or Portland. Okay, another golf entertainment news that know-it-all golf expert announcer who wanted this to grow ultra-dwarf in Oregon still has a job. Never thought I'd miss Johnny Miller. This just in. The USGARA has again delayed studying and fixing the ball distance and the equipment and the lack of skill dilemma. Kind of reminds me of the mayors of Burning Town saying... Oh, these folks are mostly peaceful. Now for an official rock bottom tip. Stay away from that Google satellite. We're probably going to lose a few courses soon at a faster rate than before, and nothing will give you a case of the blues like flying that satellite over a course you gave years of work and sweat and blood to, only to find out it's been abandoned or it morphed into apartment complexes. You know, it's just better not to know. Take my word for it. Are we going to the big show this year? But if don't start nothing, won't be nothing. It's time for in-depth rock-bottom analysis. In the future, when historians look back and try to figure out what happened in the year 2020 to cause everyone to collectively lose their minds, a great deal of the blame will be placed on the shoulders of social media. The screens are more powerful than you realize. Just look up from your screen and watch your fellow humans. Every spare moment they have is dedicated to looking at a screen. Whether they're sitting in a waiting room or standing in line or eating dinner or driving, screens are responsible for that surge of golf cart idiocy. You know, where idiots run over each other with golf carts, jump tees, and bunkers. It would have still happened due to beer and Darwinism, but just not on the huge scale we've witnessed over the last few years. The goofy urge to video such acts of golf blasphemy and post it on social media is apparently irresistible. If golf was still primarily a walking game, those shenanigans would still go on just with less lethal machinery. It's hard to run down a fellow golfer with a pull cart. Yes, you could strike him with a sand wedge or hit a ball into his privates, but having to walk for several hours instead of riding around on a portable sofa, well, it creates a powerful incentive to avoid wasting energy. 
Golf drinking wouldn't be the problem it is now without carts. That's right. It's difficult to carry enough ice down beer in your golf bag to get Peg drunk. The true buffoons will turn to whiskey. But after a couple of fifths, they'll either lie down in a bunker or get in a fight with a marshal. And it's terribly embarrassing to have your butt kicked by an 82-year-old retired Navy officer. I'm 85, and those kids took the first swing. Hey, do you read books? If so, check out rockbottomfilms.com. If you like outdoor adventure fiction, there's Ephus the Terrible, a novel set in the Appalachian Mountains. Or how about Lost Hound of Raven Gap, also set in those same mountains. But it's more of a a revenge plot. Think uh, Shane in modern times. The Greens of Wrath is about what it was like to grow up inside golf, and if you love golf with all your heart, maybe you should skip this one. Remember, we only offer paperback books because they don't need batteries, they rarely crash, and you can keep it even if the cloud fails. Oh, and also, because when we offered an e-book, a Chinese hacker stole it within ten minutes and made more money off the Greens of Wrath than I did. And I would have never known they'd done that if Peter McCormick hadn't caught it and pointed it out to me. I probably bought somebody named Wang a yacht, or at least a moped. Back to the news. We're issuing a warning from Rock Bottom Country Club. Beware of fake or just plain lazy lab results. To keep your lab honest, always submit a control sample and label it just like it's a green or a tea. I used to take samples from out in the woods or from the parking lot, and for some miraculous reason that sample would come back with the same readings as our best greens. Careful, you might offend some grad student. I was just saying. What's that mean, just saying? Are you allowed to say anything if you put just in front of saying? I don't have no idea what you're talking about. I am golfers and moaning about the greens being slow again, especially 17 and 18. Could be those greens have had all day to grow. Yeah, and could be I ain't cut them in three days. What? You said you finished mowing greens this morning. I finished mowing my greens. Ludell's supposed to mow the practice green 2, 6, 17, and 18. Ludell. Did you mow those greens? No, Cletus ain't the boss of me. Willie, fetch me my fry pan and then call him the 911. Run, Ludell, run. Here's a historical note to keep in mind the next time your golfers demand the greens be stimpified to over 10. In 1977, the reading on number 12 at Augusta National was 6.7. That's right, 6.7. When I first started playing, 3 to 6 was normal. And 8, well, that would be grease lightning. Yeah, you had to whack it, but it was less nerve-wracking than today's greens. And the game played faster because everyone suffering from the yips just went ahead and pulled the trigger. You know, and also, the game around the greens was much faster. You rarely saw four putts. And there's one more thing. We hardly ever had to spray the greens when we were mowing above 187. Hey, instead of story time, let's talk about the current golf boom and how we can help sustain it. In this great country, we've had several golf booms. Like when Wimet won the U.S. Open, or during the 50s when Arnold Palmer, the superintendent's son, inspired my dad and all his brothers to take up golf. In the early 60s, Big Jack appeared, and even though we rooted against him for dethroning Arnold, he was responsible for another golf surge. In the late 60s, Lee Trevino exploded onto the scene, and driving range golfers everywhere began to overrun the munis. Golf was doing great back then, even with pitiful equipment made out of wood and Anemic balls that struggled to roll out to 225, stumps at 5, and fairways at 3 quarters of an inch, and sandy pits that were actually hazardous. One of the reasons the game was so popular was the cost. It was truly affordable. 
and addictive. In order to improve and win against your buddies in the golf course, you had to practice and play. A lot. Not just on weekends or on expensive golf destination trips, but several times a week. But when the money people invaded golf in the mid-80s, treating the game like it was part of the commodities exchange, things changed. I was on this one course that, after we rebuilt it, it was doing very well at $16 green fees. Packed on weekends, steady during the week, even though the neighborhood was less than stellar, when one of the acquisitors seized control, he doubled the green fee. Play dropped. He reacted by stating his intention to go on up to $85, just as soon as we brought the conditions up to the level of, well, I'm not going to say it, but you know. By the way, that golf course is now an apartment complex. By the late 90s, a building boom in golf had everyone in denial. The money was coming from real estate, not from the playing of golf. Only the goat tracks were affordable, but with the huge leap in conditioning and the money required to attain that conditioning, the goat track and the golfers who loved them were subject to shame. Shame. So now, golf is experiencing another surge. This one was unexpected and certainly welcome. Because of the virus lockdowns, golf has offered people a chance to get outside. Even with a whole new set of alphabets screwing with us, golfers have shown up in strong numbers, especially on the low-level course. Rock Bottom Country Club, or as it's known in the real world, Morgan Derry, has had record days. New golfers, families playing together, good golfers returning because their interests aren't splintered, deflected by soccer practice and bake sales and all that other stuff. It's possible that some of those who discover golf during this period will stay, become addicted, fixated, and fascinated with golf, and move on up from entry-level golf to mid-level, maybe even join a club as a member. But not if the money people jump back in and jack up costs through outrageous conditioning and unnecessary ostentatious look-at-me customer service stunts and lots of golf furniture. So golf, let's not screw it up this time. If we can keep this going and take advantage of the goodwill golf has had bestowed upon it, things will be different in golf of the future. Let's keep low-level golf at 1.5 times minimum wage for a day out walking the course. Oh, and I'm not talking about Portland minimum wage. Sensible conditioning for playable golf, because we all know that the majority of the conditioning demands from internet golfers is actually based on looks. You know, that Las Vegas showgirl look that's actually unsustainable? Sooner or later, all that makeup and feathers and high heels and corsets have to come off and the real thing will surface. We should cultivate the Girl Next Door golf course, not the Las Vegas showgirl course, because the Girl Next Door will stick with you through hard times. The showgirl, she'll drop you like a hot rock when you run out of money. You've been listening to Rock Bottom Radio, broadcasting from deep in the turf net zone. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher for future episodes. 